0: Now, we're going to read together in Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, please, and we'll read at verse 13. Luke chapter 24 and the verse 13. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem. About threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden, that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these? that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad. And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, Today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher, and found it even as the woman had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things, and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake, and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way? and while he opened to us the Scriptures. And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together, and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. We'll conclude our reading at the verse 35, and we know the Lord will add his own blessing to the public reading of his word. With the word of God open in our hands, let us look to the Lord as we come to his word. Our gracious God and Father, we do thank thee for thy great goodness to us in giving to us thy word in our own tongue. And we pray for understanding. Lord, we know that we need to have our eyes opened to behold the wondrous things in thy law. Oh, we pray that thou wilt cause the things of tomorrow, the things of earth, to be hushed to be put away. And we pray that this day our hearts and minds will be set upon our Savior, upon the things, Lord, concerning thyself. So then, break to us the bread of life and grant to me power from on high. We do know that we're just an earthen vessel subject to all the feelings and, and hindrances of the flesh. O Lord, we pray for the anointing with fresh oil, and we ask that thou wilt be the preeminent one in this house of worship this morning. We ask it in the Savior's name. Amen. The two disciples who journeyed from Jerusalem to Emmaus their hopes were dashed, their hearts were broken, they had been schooled at the feet of Christ, the one who, was, who is mighty in deed and word, the Lord around whom their expectations were built, the chief priests and the rulers condemned him to death. They crucified him, and now the hopes of these two are buried in his tomb. The few accounts that they had heard of the resurrection seemed to them as nothing more than idle tales. In their way of thinking, they have lost their master. Their expectations, are in ruins. They had hoped that Jesus of Nazareth would have redeemed Israel. Like most of the Jews, they were looking for a temporal redeemer rather than for a spiritual one. Whereas when their fathers were brought up from Egypt, they were looking for another Moses. As far as they are concerned, all is doom and gloom as they limp along on the way to a mess. How was their night turned to day? How were those dark clouds dispelled and courage and hope restored? These two were privileged to hear the greatest sermon ever preached. The Lord joined their company in verse 27, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. The interpreter who is one in a thousand, in whom are hid all the treasures of of wisdom and knowledge he revealed the things concerning himself and what a transformation took place. Disappointment, discouragement, periods and days of darkness. We know what it is to grapple with them too. The antidote is the scriptures of truth, the things of Christ. And we see how the scriptures, they elevate the Savior. Notice in our text, this 27th verse, that beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures The things concerning himself. All the scriptures, they elevate the Savior. The Lord gave to these two disciples the greatest Old Testament exposition in history. And note how full the Old Testament is of Christ. The Lord began where the higher critics and the skeptics cast their doubts. He began with Moses. In the book of Genesis, with the first five books, the Pentateuch, he began at Moses, who gave the very first gospel promise The promise of the Savior in the seed of the woman who would break the serpent's head. We speak, of course, of Genesis 3 and verse 15, where God said to Satan, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. How precious this promise of the Savior must have been to fallen Adam. There he was, sinking in the sea of his own condemned sinful state. But here's the promise of the Savior, the seed of the woman. And the verse tells us that the serpent will bruise his heel, pointing to all that the devil did to stand in the way of Christ perfecting our salvation. Satan put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot to betray the Lord. He put it into the heart of Peter to deny him into the heart of the chief priests to persecute him and into the heart of false witnesses to accuse him and into Pilate's heart to condemn him and in all of those ways Satan bruised our Lord's heel but in the work of the cross the Lord broke the serpent's head. In the work of the cross, he triumphed over sin and death and hell. As we learn from Hebrews chapter 2 and the verse 14, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil. Oh, at the cross, the Son of God, he spoiled principalities and powers. He triumphed over them. He came forth from the tomb, the mighty to save. Have you been by faith to the cross? Have you prayed, Lord, save me? Oh, is it well with your soul have you the confidence today that your worthless name is written in the Lamb's book of life and that you're in the way everlasting? The Lord began With these two disciples, he began at Moses. And the text says, And all the prophets, they pointed onward to Christ. His coming advent, his death and resurrection, these events filled the writings of the prophets. The Lord, you see, is the hidden treasure in the field of the book. And since that is so, let us then search the Word. We have this command from the Lord's lips in John chapter 5 and verse 39. Search the Scriptures For in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. We're not to merely read, but search the Scriptures. And the picture painted in this word search is of the hunter stalking the prey having found footprints, the hunter will search for others that will lead him to the den. And so we are to meticulously search the Scriptures. And the spur, the motivation in doing so is the fact that they testify of Christ. Oh, herein, lies the preciousness of the Word. May we be always searching for our Redeemer, for types and pictures and revelations of the one whom our souls love. Since the Lord is a hidden treasure in the field of the book, oh, let us search the Word. And furthermore, let us spread the word. In Psalm 68 and the verse 11, the psalmist tells us, The Lord give the word. Great was the company of those that published it. We are to be publishing the word. We think of those early Christians and the persecution that they endured. But the fires of persecution did not dampen their zeal in spreading the word. Notice in Acts chapter 8, verses 3 and 4, Saul made havoc of the church He entered into every house, healing men and women, committed them to prison. The verse 4 tells us, therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. They were heralds of the cross. They were spreading the word. Horatius Bonner, the Scottish preacher and hymn writer, he was very conscious of his responsibility to spread the word, to present the Savior to others. He said in one of his beautiful hymns, Men die in darkness at our side, without a hope to cheer the tomb. Take up the torch, and wave it wide, the torch that lights thickest time's thickest gloom. The church in Thessalonica had a high standing in the estimate of the Apostle Paul. It, he held it in high regard. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 7, he can say, Ye were examples, you were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. Verse 8 From you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. But also in every place your faith to God's Word is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. Oh, do you see how busy this church in Thessalonica was in sounding out the Word of the Lord? Oh, may we have a similar testimony in our day and generation So the Scriptures elevate the Savior. But we can see in our text, the verse 27, that the Scriptures illuminate the mind. How dull the minds of these two were, they could not discern that the one who had joined their company was their risen Lord. Read verses 15 and 16. It came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were holden that they should not know him. So how were they illuminated by the scriptures here in our text And in verse 45, Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the Scriptures, the exposition of the Word. It illuminated their minds. The Scriptures take on the character and the nature of their author. We know that God is holy. In Revelation 4 and verse 8, we hear those around the throne in heaven crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. God is holy, infinitely holy, and his word is holy. Remember what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 15, From a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. God is light. 1 John 1 and verse 5, John tells us God is light and in him is no darkness at all. His Word, is light Psalm one hundred nineteen, verse one hundred and five. The word is a lamp unto her feet, and the light unto her path. An, ag- an agnostic asked a Christian woman how she could prove the Bible is the word of God. She responded, "How can you prove?" that there is a sun in the sky. Oh, that's easy, was the reply. It warms me and gives me light. And that's how it is with me, replied the Christian. The proof that this book is the Word of God lies in the fact that it warms my soul and it gives me light. Oh, we praise Thee for the radiance that from the hallowed page a lantern to our footsteps shines on from age to age. This is a dark day. With dark deeds, men love darkness rather than light. But the Scriptures, they illuminate our minds, in Second Peter chapter one and verse nineteen, Peter can say, "We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise." In your hearts, the light of the Word will continue to shine until the Lord comes in power and in great glory. We are told in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 14 to stand therefore, having our loins girt about with truth, There's a picture here of the mind filled with the word of truth, hedged about with its power. Oh, do not allow your mind to be fixed on the world with its degenerate, polluted atmosphere. Paul speaks of the enemies of the gospel in Philippians chapter 3. And the verse 19. And what's the significant thing about these enemies of the gospel? The verse says, among other things, they mind earthly things. They mind earthly things. Oh, may your mind and mine be focused with Christ, with the manner of his word, For it's through these divine precepts that we get understanding. The Scriptures elevate the Savior. They illuminate the mind. The Scriptures, thirdly, rejuvenate the heart. The hearts of these two were under a cloud of depression. They were disillusioned, disappointed. The cause that they were set on in their way of thinking is now lost. The hopes that they had of seeing the Messiah reigning over an earthly kingdom, those hopes are in tatters. No wonder the Lord said to them in verse 17, What manner of communications are these, that ye have one to another, as ye walk and are sad. But as the Lord expounded to them the Scriptures, the things concerning Himself, their hearts and hopes were rejuvenated. They said in verse 32 to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while He talked with us by the way? And while he opened to us the Scriptures. Oh, these are the lively oracles. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 11 teaches us that the words of the wise are as goads. The words of Scripture are as goads. Now, a goad was a prodding instrument. It was a stick. And with it, the farmer would encourage the ox as it would pull the implement, plow the field. He would prod it on. The English word to stimulate comes from a Latin word to goad, to incite. To spur on. You look out on the hardness of men's hearts today, and you despair. You're discouraged, perhaps. Maybe you tremble for the work of God. We think of when the ark was being taken to Zion on that new cart. Hooled by the oxen. And in Second Samuel chapter 6 and verse 6. When they came to Nahon's threshing floor. There was a rough patch of ground. The oxen stumbled. And Uzzah he feared for the safety of the ark. He put forth his hand to the ark of God. And took hold of it. the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. He ought not to have put his hand on that sacred ark. The ark of God, the work of the gospel, the church of Jesus Christ needs no human hand to stay it. The Lord has said, Fear not, little flock, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He has said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. O, oh, encourage yourself in the Lord his God, as David did at sick A missionary, James Gilmore, was in a hard place. He wrote, Companions I can scarcely hope to meet. And the feeling of being alone comes over me till I think of Christ and his wonderful promise. Matthew 28 and verse 20. Lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. The missionary went on to say, no one who does not go away, leaving all and being alone, can feel the force of that promise. And when I feel my heart sinking, I have known the blessedness of this promise sweeping over me and reviving my flagging spirits. The Scriptures lifted the missionary up. The Scriptures lifted the two on the way to Emmaus up. And they will do the same for you. They rejuvenate the heart. The Scriptures are the lively oracles They put life and vigor into our our hearts. In Psalm 119 and the verse 50, David states, This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. When overwhelmed life's afflictions. The word came to him and it rejuvenated his spirit. It revived him. And may the scriptures constantly do the same in your life and in mine. But then, fourthly and lastly, the scriptures motivate the servants. These two, when the scriptures were opened to them, they could not restrain themselves. Their hearts were inflamed with zeal, fired with love. They could not help but retrace their steps and go back to Jerusalem and to tell others of their experience with the Lord. Look at verses 33 to 35. They rose up the same hour, returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together, and those that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things which were done in the way, and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. They were motivated to tell the rest of the risen Savior. It was Jeremiah who said in chapter 20 and verse 9, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. What were the circumstances that the prophet faced that sealed his lips? Notice the context. In the last words of verse 7, Jeremiah 20, the prophet says, I am in duration daily. Everyone mocketh me, for since I speak, I cried out, I cried violence and spoil, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me, and a derision delay. Jeremiah was being verbally abused, violently opposed persecuted. Every day he was being mocked. And in the face of all of that opposition, Jeremiah sealed his lips. He said in verse 9, I will not make mention of the Lord, nor speak any more in his name. But when he determined that he would say nothing more as the Lord's prophet, then we read on in verse 9, The word was as a fire shut up in his bones. He was weary with forbearing, and he could not stay. He could not restrain himself. He had to speak. At the bottom of Niagara Falls, the little tourist boat made of the mist. It battles against that heavy torrent of water. It defies every attempt to beat it back. It steadily pursues its course high. The engine propels the vessel on and forward. We could put it like this. A burning fire is shut up in the heart of the boat. And so it goes on. Oh, to have the things of Christ, his so great salvation has a fire in our hearts sending us out other souls to win, to bring in new spoil for the Master. May we be those burning and shining lights pointing others to the Lord Jesus. In Psalm 39 and the third verse, David lets us into his own experience when he says, My heart was hot within me. While I was musing or while I was meditating, the fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue. Oh, may we have sweet meditation on the person and work of our Savior and be motivated by the same. May we speak then with our tongue of the one whom our souls loved. He began at Moses and all the prophets and expounded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. What a sermon, and how profitable it was for the two, and also for ourselves. Let us bow together, please, in prayer. Our loving Father, how we praise Thee for Thy Word, we do know that the Reformers, they love not their lives dear unto themselves, to give us thy word from Genesis to Revelation. And how we praise thee that the Scriptures elevate the Savior. We can read of thee truly in the volume of the book And we pray, O God, in these dark days, that thy word will truly be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And we pray, Lord, that the word will dwell richly within us in all wisdom, and thou wilt help us to walk in the light of thy truth. We pray that thy precepts will be the men of our counsel. And thou wilt help us, as Joshua was exhorted, not to stray from thy word to the right hand or to the left. Oh, we pray that our hearts will be motivated, that the Scriptures, the things concerning thyself, will be as a fire burning in these hearts of ours, enabling us to speak well of the one who has so loved and given himself for us. So bless our meditation in thy word this day. We ask it in the Savior's name. Amen. Amen.